0: This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host,
1: Gary Seegers. Welcome, man. It is Monday, April the 1st. I am your host, Gary Seegers. Uh, let's go on and, and talk about what we need to today. First off, different sponsor today. The show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Go check that thing out. Use promo code WCE50. You can get a 50% deposit bonus, so you put in 100 bucks, You're going to get 50 bucks for free. Go check that thing out. MyBookie.ag is the place to put in your bets. Uh, After that, TrendyBets.com. If you're wanting to get the best picks, that's where you need to go. Uh, Baseball season has begun. If you had already signed up for TrendyBets baseball package for the season, it's normally $500. You use promo code MLB150, you can get it for $150. Pretty cheap, right? I can get down with that. TrendyBets. Dot com is the place, the number one sports betting system in the country. They've got picks every day for Major League Baseball. Uh, they're already up over $300 for the average $100 better. Go check that thing out. It would have paid for itself by now. MLB 150 for the season package. They are awesome. Go check them out. Uh, after that, you can follow me at Gary WCE on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at Winning Cures. You can follow us over on Facebook, facebook.com slash Winning Cures. Everything. We appreciate you being here. It was a long weekend. Here's what we're going to talk about on today's show. April Fool's jokes. Hey, give me a break. Come on, we're going to talk about that for a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about whether or not it's okay to cheer for your rivals in your non-main sport. And I'll explain what I mean by that here in a little bit. After that, uh, Sweet 16 and Elite 8 recap. Uh, and I haven't put down my notes on that, but I'm going to go through as we as we get there. Kentucky co- uh, offers John Calipari a lifetime contract. We spoke before on the show about UCLA and Calipari possibly being in negotiations. Uh, we'll explain what Kentucky's contract means. Is Calipari overrated, etc.? Where does UCLA go from there? And then Rick Bird, Belmont head coach, is retiring so we'll explain what uh, what's going on with that. Um, let's talk first. Let's talk about the April Fool's jokes. All right. So so far today, the the three biggest ones that I've seen are the Fire Festival two that they were going to do on some island outside of Asia. Uh, the Tom Brady retiring. He joins Twitter for one day, goes on and says, "I'm retiring in my spare time. I'm going to tweet from now on. Whatever." And then Florida, with their fake football uniforms, their fake alternate uniforms, ridiculous, right? Just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Social media is just a war zone on April Fool's Day. I almost don't even want to get on social media. I don't want to get on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook or Instagram or whatever anyway. But Twitter is awful on days like today. At what—is it it okay to send out fake news stories that that sound like a big deal? Because if if they get—I don't know what to think of this day. I hate it because I don't know what's real and what's not. The Rick Bird announcement, I didn't know if that was real or not. Like, it it seemed pretty official, but you had to go and really do your research to make sure it was right. You don't really have to worry about that too much normally— um, but I guess in today's society, maybe it makes a little bit of sense, right? Either way, April Fool's jokes, yeah, I am uh, I, I'm the, the party pooper. I don't like it. I'm done with it. I used to have jokes played on me all the time. I was gullible, etc., because I took people at their word. That's the way it goes. But either way, we'll move on from that. Should you cheer for your rivals in your non-main sport? The reason I bring this up, as most of you know who watch the show, I was born and raised an Alabama fan. And that's not just a football fan. That is basketball, baseball, softball, like you name it, right? So when I see over the weekend when Auburn beats North Carolina to be able to get into the Elite Eight, and I see Alabama fans that are pulling for Auburn to make it to the Final Four. That makes absolutely no sense to me. And there's a ton of them. There's there's Jay Barker, who actually played football for Alabama back in ninety-two for the national championship team. There's uh Funny Man, who like we've had on the show. He is a, a supposed diehard Alabama. I cannot understand if you are a diehard fan of a school, how you could cheer for your rival in any sport. I don't cheer for Auburn or Tennessee in any sport. Yes, it's nice to say, yeah, sure, yeah, I'm pulling for them, whatever. But there's no reason to come out publicly and say that you are pulling for anybody. You can like the kids. You can like what, but bottom line, Auburn's success will hurt your school, right? Auburn's success will hurt Alabama's success. If you are a Memphis basketball fan, you do not pull for Tennessee in anything. Period. That's just the way it goes. So, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you don't pull for Mississippi State in anything. Like, that's how rivalries work. And for Alabama fans to say that they are pulling for Auburn, this hurts Alabama in recruiting. This hurts Alabama in national perception. Here's the deal. Over the last 100 years of basketball, Alabama has been... More successful in like 96 out of 100 seasons. And Alabama has never been to a Final Four. They have been to one Elite Eight. And that was under Mark Godfrey in an otherwise down year. They just got hot at the right time. Which is basically what's happening here. Up until February, really early February, middle February, whatever, Auburn had beaten one top 50 Ken Palm team, and that was Washington. And now they're on a 12-game winning streak, 13-game winning whatever it is. A huge winning streak where they have beaten Kansas, they beat North Carolina, they beat Kentucky, they they're going to the Final Four for the first time, they get to play number one Virginia. Like this is something that Alabama feels like they should be doing, and yet we've got Alabama fans that are rooting for Auburn. Explain this to me. And if you're watching the show, share this thing out, comment and I want to know what you think. If you are a fan of a team in any sport, should you cheer for your rival if they are having success at something that you're not very successful at? I don't understand it. I I just, I can't, there's something that was born inside of me and I, I don't live in Auburn or I don't, I don't live in Alabama, so I don't have to deal with Auburn fans very often. Honestly, when I was growing up, it was Tennessee fans that gave me the runaround a whole lot, right? So I hated Tennessee, but I also hated Auburn because that's what you do. And I hate Auburn in football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, volleyball, you name it. If they have an Auburn jersey on, I hope they get beat. Explain to me how this works. How could you, as a fan, cheer for a rival? I'd love to know your comments because I am I'm a little fired up about it. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Either way, let's talk about the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. You know, skip the Sweet 16. That's old news. Elite Eight recap. Uh, Duke's luck ran out. They uh, They won again at the last second against Virginia Tech. And that was two straight games in the tournament. Finally against Michigan State. Things do not go their way at the end. Not having enough fouls on the board to be able to send them to the free-throw line uh, definitely hurt, but I'm telling you, Cassius Winston was otherworld. That decision that he made at the end of the game where he, he got free and ran away from everybody, that was perfect. Absolute perfect way to play it. Uh, interesting stat was that R.J. Barrett, in the three games the Duke has lost with Zion on the floor, R.J. Barrett was 0-9 from the field in the last – what, minute or two of the game. And nobody else, like Zion, I think, took one shot, and nobody else on the team uh, took any more than one shot in those three losses. That is bonkers to me. Zion Williamson in this game, tight game, your best player on the floor. The last 6.54 of this game, Zion took one shot. And if you are a Coach K you got to find a way to get that guy the ball and make sure that he takes a shot, whether it is going to the rim or setting up a play for it. But whatever. you got to put it in his hand and tell him to go get a bucket, period. I, I didn't understand it. Uh, Auburn got the big wins over UNC and Kentucky. Uh, the Kentucky win without Chuma Okiki, without shooting well from three. I mean, they only made seven three-pointers. Uh, Kentucky played awful in this game. They could not get Tyler Hero going at all, and credit to Auburn on that because they had him absolutely buried, absolutely buried. Uh, Jared Harper, was he was lit in overtime. He He could get to the bucket whenever he wanted to. He was dribbling around everybody. He was faster than everybody. He kept making layups and whatnot. Kentucky had no idea what to do with him. They couldn't keep him from going right, which was his dominant hand. Right, they couldn't keep him from going right, and he made him pay. And he hit every free throw late, like that's that was the biggest problem I had with Alabama's basketball team. You can't hit free throws. Free throws in this game absolutely won Auburn the game. It got them to the Final Four. Um, Texas Tech dominant performance over Michigan State, uh, not Michigan State uh, over Michigan, and honestly, like yeah, it was a close game, but they played Gonzaga exactly the way that they wanted to. That game was Texas Tech's game from the word go. And Chris Beard is just something else. Just absolutely something else. And finally, Virginia and Purdue was the best game of the weekend. Absolutely best game of the weekend, Saturday night. That was, uh, I have no words for it. Carson Edwards did not deserve to lose that game. Uh, The rest of the Purdue team probably did. They did not play nearly as well as Virginia did. The fact that Virginia was in that game with Edward scoring forty two points was otherworld. So now we have a Final Four of Virginia against Auburn. So and I was already pulling for Virginia anyway. Uh and back to back to the cheering for your rivals, you know, people that cheer for their rivals, they're saying, Oh you know, they're so much fun to watch. They play hard you know, they're putting out for their team. They're putting, you know who else does that? Every other team left in the tournament. You could pull for Virginia. You could pull for Michigan State. You could pull for Texas Tech. And there would be a myriad of reasons why. You don't just pull for Auburn because they're in the same state as Alabama if you are an Alabama fan. If you are Memphis, you do not pull for Tennessee just because they're in the same state. You pull for whoever's playing them. That's the way it goes. Ugh. All right, so I'll be pulling for Virginia in this partly because i've also got them in my brackets so i need virginia to win for a a myriad of reasons anyway virginia against auburn and michigan state texas tech i think both of these games will be wonderful to watch that was probably the best sweet 16 and elite eight that we have ever had i mean it was riveting television every step of the way I i never wanted to leave the tv and it was, it was great. I mean, even when I did leave, I had YouTube TV pulled up on the phone. I was watching nonstop. It was fantastic basketball to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, let's talk about the next topic. Kentucky offers John Calipari a lifetime contract. Now, this is in response to UCLA offering a six-year, $48 million deal to come be their head coach. Now, we talked about this before where Calipari – And UCLA were flirting. They were negotiating behind the scenes. And Kentucky came out and admitted, yeah, we gave UCLA permission to talk to him. We didn't think they would actually get anywhere with it. But here's the deal. They offered him $8 million a year, guaranteed, for six seasons. He's already making 9.1 at Kentucky. I don't know why you would even think about leaving that. Unless, the only reason why is because you're starting to get the overrated crap from national media, whoever, right? If you are hearing from Kentucky, if you were hearing from somebody that you were not performing up to your job duties because you've only won one national championship in 10 seasons, then, yeah, maybe it's time for a change of scenery. But I think the majority of Kentucky fans realize we had Billy Gillespie before this. Everybody remembers the Billy Clyde era. It was terrible and they had to go out and hire Calipari, who they didn't want to hire two years before that because of all of the stuff around. He's a shady character. He's shady. That's the way it goes. But Kentucky realized we have to be good at basketball. We are a basketball school. This guy can coach basketball. He can get recruits. We have to be good at basketball. So that, that's why Kentucky brought him in. That's why Kentucky will pay him whatever they have to pay him, and they offered him a lifetime contract which is fantastic. Um it, The question is, you know, is he actually overrated? Yes, he's only got one championship in the last 10 seasons. He's been at Kentucky for 10 years. He played in a national championship game that he lost. He play, he's he been to, let's see, here, I've got the stats right here. Since Calipari arrived at UK, Cal has one national title, and then the people that everybody wants to compare him to, Roy Williams and Coach K, K's got two, Roy Williams has one. Runner-up finishes. Cal with one, Roy with one, K with none. So K won both of the championship games he went to. Final fours. Cal has been to four. Roy Williams has been to two. Coach K has been to two. Elite eights. Cal has been to seven. Roy has been to four. K has been to five. Sweet 16s. Cal eight, Roy six, K seven. Second-round losses. Cal one, Roy three, K one. First-round losses, Roy 0, Cal 0, Coach K 2. Calipari has been more successful in the NCAA tournament than both Roy Williams and Coach K. Yes, he's had more NBA talent and all that kind of stuff, but those two coaches were known for developing players. That wasn't Cal's strong suit. He came in because he was a recruiter. He was the one-and-done guy. And he was so successful at it that Coach K went that route. I don't think Calipari is overrated at all. I think Calipari has been worlds more successful than anybody should have reasonably thought or reasonably thought that he would be. That is just that's my opinion. In ten or eleven seasons, whatever it is, eight Sweet Sixteens. Are you kidding me? I mean that's that's absurd numbers, absolutely absurd numbers. Um, all right, so who is UCLA gonna go grab? Now. We didn't we never fully believed that Calipari was going to go. The other name in the atle- uh the athletic, excuse me, in the athletic article that Seth Davis put out was Tony Bennett. Don't think that I'm going to buy the Tony Bennett stuff. Uh especially after making his first final four, if they had not made the final four, maybe you could reasonably talk me into this. I don't know that I would agree with it, but Maybe at that point, but now that he has made a Final Four, the only other side of this would be, well, he finally reached the mountain. Does he want to go back out west? Remember, he was the coach at Washington State forever, but I mean, remember, he was at Wisconsin with his dad for Lord knows how long when his dad made his first Final Four. So I don't know that he's necessarily tied to any particular region, but he does have West Coast experience. If UCLA wanted to drop just a ton of money on him, maybe I could see it. UCLA does not spend as much money on their athletics as other programs. And I would have to believe that Virginia, being in the ACC with the new ACC network, et cetera, and all the issues that the Pac-12 network is creating out there, I think that's going to have some say in this. Uh, you have to wonder, maybe, maybe Chris Beard? Does Chris Beard go out there? I mean, he he is an Under Armour guy at Texas Tech. UCLA is Under Armour now. Where where do we go? Where do we go? Um, Is UCLA Under Armour? I I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's right. Uh, But Chris Beard, I I think, would be a fantastic hire anywhere. But you are going to have to pay the man. You have to pay him a ton of money because Texas Tech is about to drop a Brinks truck on him. And you have to have a bigger Brinks truck. If UCLA is dedicated to this, then absolutely. Otherwise, they may as well go do what Alabama's doing, which is playing mid-major roulette. And I think that Alabama got the the best mid-major candidate off the market before anybody could get to him. I mean that's that's just the way it is. UCLA should have had this thing under wraps, ready to go by the time this tournament's over, and maybe they do. But I don't. I don't know what the plan is. It doesn't seem like anybody knows what the plan is, and if that athletic department is left sitting at the altar, waiting for, uh, waiting for Kentucky's coach or Texas Tech's coach or whoever some big name guy that they were never going to get anyway, then shame on them. UCLA should have known better. I, I hope they, they've got a good plan, but we'll see. And then finally, we're going to close out with this. Rick Byrd is retiring at Belmont. Thirty-three years, eight hundred and five wins. He got his first NCAA tournament win this year. Uh, he has been—I mean, like I said, thirty-three years—the coach at Belmont. Uh, he took him from Division whatever all the way up to Division one. He's been to the NCAA tournament eight times. He finally got his first win this year. He has a seven-month-old uh, grandchild. That he wants to retire and go spend time with. I can't say that I blame him. He has made a ton of money. He is one of the best in the business. Now, which way does Belmont go? If they were smart, if they want to pony up a little bit of money, you go and you grab Casey Alexander from Lipscomb. Lipscomb is in the uh, the NIT Final Four Tuesday night against Wichita State. He was the assistant coach and, and lead assistant for a lot of it. Underbird from 1995 until 2011. He left to take over Stetson for a bit, turned them around, left to take over Lipscomb. He completely turned them around. They were close to the NCAA tournament this year, uh, even without an automatic bid. So if I'm Belmont, i probably go get Casey Alexander. He's proven it. If you want to keep this this program at a high level, you keep that going. Uh, That is going to wrap up the show for today. As always, share this thing out for us. Help me out there. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Gary WCE. Follow the show at Winning Cures. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com/WinningCures. Everything. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. We appreciate you guys for hanging out. Leave some comments for us. Leave some nice reviews. Tell your buddies about it. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app, visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at winningcures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.